Fifth Risk presents Popcorn, the podcast. Welcome to Popcorn at Fifth Risk Production. This is episode 10. Yes, it's happened. Double digits. We're done. We've done it, Sid. We've made it. 10. I think this might be our last one. They might just this could be it. This, this could be it. Every episode could be our last episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're here for your fix of pop culture and of course watches. My name's Charith and I'm here with the doctor, aka the ankle breaker, Sid. How are you going? The- Ankle breaker, I like it. I'm good, mate. How are you doing? It's it's a sports themed uh, evening tonight, and we've played many a game of one on one. And I will definitely admit that you've broken the ankle a couple of times to me. So uh, yeah, you're good. Oh, you're good. That's on record. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's on record. It's fine. I'm a I'm I'm on the post. I shouldn't be having to guard you out out in the perimeter. It's bullshit. But anyway, that's the problem with one on one. Uh, uh, and uh, in our third chair, we have from Tell Your Time, which I like to call Tit, aka the numbers man, Vinny, Vinny Van Dyke. How are you, sir? <laughs> yeah, raucous applause. Very well, very well. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's um, it's been really good listening along to your nine other episodes, and it's it's a pleasure to be on number ten. Amazing. Yeah. Nah, pumped. Thanks for coming, and we're sorry in advance. You're one of the OGs. <laughs> OGs, do I qualify as OG status? Well, you were on the the original Fifth Wrist graphic with all the faces on it, so I'm like, they're the OGs this, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. That has to count. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. On, the, on the Mount Rushmore of um, Fifth Wrist, I think I'm number, I'm the fourth wrist, it would say. So You're the fourth wrist, yeah. I guess, I guess it does qualify, yeah. We're a part of the new logo where they've decided we've got too many faces, so let's just turn it all into a chicken. I wonder... I wonder um, <laughs> Yeah, actually, the new the new chicken. I don't know if we're allowed to drop that, but it looks amazing. It's like it does look good. It's insane. It looks, it looks epic. Yeah, no, I like it. Alex has done a good job. Yeah, I wonder if there's ever going to be like a a line for how many shows we're going to have, or we're just going to keep like taking over and <laughs> just have gonna more be and more offshoots. Like seventy four fifth rith shows. We're going to run <laughs> out of. You won't have well, enough time to listen. Surely, to surely we'd have to start a second channel then. I would have thought because. What are we up to now? That's we're up thought. to five or six. We're, we're 10 episodes in and all, now Charlotte's already talking sedition. Let's leave. Let's make our own state. <laughs> no, as in like a second, fifth wrist channel. Not a, go on. Not a, I don't even know what happens in the background. All the wheeling and dealing that Alex and Anthony do. I couldn't deal with that. Yeah, it's, it's a whole operation. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. How's your week been, guys? Or how was the last week for you? Uh, I've just been working like crazy. As usual, but we did uh, we did let our hair down a little over the weekend, which is fun. Yeah, I did see the uh, the matching party suit. So tell tell <laughs> us, it looked like it was a, a raucous yeah. weekend. So we had a we had one of the guys hosted a pool party. I live in Rockhampton, and it's a million degrees every day. Um, and so he thought he'd have a, a pool party, and I thought, what is the most fuckboy outfit I could find <laughs> for this party? <laughs> And so I went down to the local, I went down to the, uh, the shopping center. There's only one. And, uh, I went to, I, I found the shorts and I went, the shorts are great. 
And then I went to go get some food or something. And on the way back, I saw the matching top and I went, there it is. That's the one. Uh, and so, so wait, you saw the matching top to in part. a different store? No, no, same store, but on the way back, it was on like, oh, okay. I didn't see it the first time. Um, yeah. And uh, and so the rest is the rest is history. Um, you, you did look so, like a fuck boy. You definitely did. That was the idea. That was the idea. You, you so didn't look like the 2015 seventh best dressed man in Australia, that's for sure. I would have gone down the rankings. If, <laughs> those uh, days if are they, long gone. It, those days are long gone. Down, down the sartorial ranking, but up the fuckboy ranking. So give and take. It's really you not know, the direction I want to go on either of those rankings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then on Sunday, I went for the first time uh, tubing or donutting. I don't know what the verb is. But you know the thing where there's a giant donut on the back of a boat? Yes, yes, yes. I did that. Uh, on the river in Rockhampton, which is actually not super safe because there are definitely crocodiles in that river. But I didn't get eaten, and it was super fun. So can recommend. Nice. It's like I think it's also yeah, bisc- biscuit at the back of the boat, something like that. But is it a biscuit? Something. I mean, everyone's got a name for it. Don't know what the Queenslanders call it, but you know, it's. Um... I, think I like biscuiting. It sounds good. <laughs> Let's go with that. It <laughs> sounds like you're just on drugs. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> I went biscuiting and I went biscuiting by the river on the weekend. Guys. Biscuiting in my fuckboy outfit. And that's oh, no. Yeah. I could have been at Revs. I could have been at any of those places oh, doing that, couldn't I? Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> what about you, Vinny? You had a big weekend? I did have a big weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm 24 and my friends are getting to that stage where they're starting to lock down and with their, with their spouses and get houses. So I had... A Friday night, 24. slight housewarming. 24, and, um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, 24. It's, it's all happening. I'm like, one thing, I've got my Rolex Explorer. The next, people have got houses. So, yeah, it's um, it's all happening. So, yeah, Friday night wow. was a housewarming. Drank a lot. And then in true Fithrist style, had the housewarming on Saturday. Also drank a lot. Um, and only now, on the Monday night, have I been able to look alcohol in the eye again and... <laughs> feel stable so would have been nice to hook myself up to an iv drip over over the weekend but didn't have the uh didn't have the luxury but yeah plenty of fun how about you charith i wasn't doing any biscuiting or fuck boying i was uh <laughs> i was in wine country over the weekend drinking drinking a lot but i was oh, uh you grown up keeping it classy wearing my best kind of a uh, nice pair of suede slippers, and uh, I drank some wine and pretended to act like I knew what I was talking about. It was lovely. It was really nice. Mm, but um, Nice. Certainly, I kind of struggled into having my drink today, but uh, on that note, I guess, Vinny, we'll start with you. Drink, check, wrist check. Let's go. Oh, I oh so, That was crisp. Um, yeah, that's the sound of Friday. Too bad it's only Monday. Um, Canadian club because I still have a few left. <laughs> Going back, back on that horse, and then on if my there wrist, was ever a doubt that you were twenty four, it's now been demolished. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you if you didn't know me, you just listened to the first seven minutes of this podcast, you'd probably open my cupboard and expect fuckboy outfits, just one after the other after the other, <laughs> with like big, big glasses and oh, and the slides, the Gucci slides. That's, yes. that's probably the uh, the vibe you're getting at the moment. That is exactly the vibe <laughs> I'm getting. <laughs> and Sorry. the snapback. Any, continue, uh, yeah, as, as I was. Um, on the wrist, the Undone Space Explorer. Um, 
it's just too much fun and the love it gets i'm surprised everyone loves it i didn't think wow, that's a super cool watch that's cool thank you is that really hard to get um, now? they just uh, they pop up like second hand they had a small run of what was it 300 i should probably check um 300 in the initial run and then they yeah. floated around second hand so yeah i think moderately hard to get but i'm sure yeah, you sure. find them if you tried hard enough they'll pop up Nice. And is that Canadian Club with dry or, or Coke? With dry. It's got to be yeah, dry. Cool. Yeah, good. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> Just Look checking. at him trying to redeem himself a little. <laughs> He's like, this, how crazy is this 24-year-old? Is he drinking it with Coke? It's, how uncultured is he while, you, while you're sipping on your wine or whatever in suede slippers? Oh my god! I don't want to do my I don't want to do my drink check now. <laughs> nah, do it now. You have to do it now. Let's go. Right. Let's go. I'm I'm having a martini. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a martini uh, with a little twist of lemon. <laughs> oh, get the citrus note. Lovely. Yeah, just just needed needed one, and um, I'm actually wearing a Anodane Model One, which is owned by Roman. Uh, which I've kind of uh, borrowed for the week. Awesome. And it's in a beautiful uh, kumquat yellow, which is lovely. And <laughs> uh, it was really nice out in the country, actually, over the weekend. So, yeah, appreciated it from, from Roman. So I'm definitely – it's the first time I've worn a anodane for, a, you know, any, any longer than a minute, like looking at someone else's um, and really enjoying it. It's a nice watch. Did, um, did anything go Roman's way? Uh, when you borrowed this one? No. <laughs> oh, other than I bought him a coffee. <laughs> no, that's all right. I was like, I was like you, didn't, you didn't lend him the, the deep sea for him to try because I know he's a big fan of Rolexes. He would have you know, snatched it off your hands at the chance. Now, we, we were trying to keep this one quiet, Vinny. Charith just blocked him from all social media, deleted his number, everything. He's never getting that watch back. <laughs> yeah, good thing we're not in the same podcast. No. Yeah. No, no. He's. I fear that if I gave him my deep sea... I would not be seeing my deep sea again, not because he would ever want it. It's because uh, he would dispose of it in the way he feels correct. But anyway. <laughs> Dr. Sid. Uh, all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this thing that Vinny just did. Ready? Hey. Nice. Hey. Uh, I have nice. a Pirate Life uh, South Coast Pale Out. And uh, uh, my probably favorite watch I own, my Tudor Black Bay. Uh, the original burgundy one with the the ETA movement. Oh, awesome. lovely. I had no Very idea you had that one. That is the first real big boy watch I ever got, and it is still my favorite watch that I own. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was Stunning. also, that was your 2015 peak watch. Like, that was the watch you were wearing a lot during your peak. So, um... During my peak, yes. <laughs> Define peak. No, actually, no. I got it. I actually got it at the end of 2015. So this was not. This was not that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, that was the watch you were wearing when I met you. There you go. It was. It was I, yeah, romance. Yeah, that's right. We were both wearing Tudors. We we locked eyes. Uh, that's it right. Was, it was lovely. Yeah. And then I think Felix, Felix said you guys all about... like each other. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And then the rest is history. Are we going to retell this story every podcast? Can we? I think so. Well, I forgot the bit. I forgot the bit that I forgot the bit that I asked him why, and he said, "Well, you both like clothes." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is that really why? 
he's, he, to, to his credit, again, he wasn't wrong about that, and we've been friends ever since. So, yeah, no. Nah. Good work, Felix. Yeah, for the second time, over 10 episodes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, Vinny, when I asked, when we were talking about you coming on to Popcorn, you made it pretty clear that you're not, you, you know, you love movies, but you're not, uh, you know, like a, his, a movie guy as such, but you do yeah. enjoy your sport. So, today is a little bit different. We are talking a bit of sports, yeah? Sure are. Yeah, my, my movie knowledge is like, I've seen a lot of the movies that you guys mentioned, but definitely not the older ones, and I thought I wouldn't be able to keep up. So, and I mean, yeah. Man, sports, it's, sports it's fine. Have you, have you listened to the podcast? I can barely keep up. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's completely okay. <laughs> I'm like, I got my notepad out when Charis talks about movies, because I'm like, all right, that's what objectively makes like a movie good, and that screenplay, and like this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, damn, I never thought of it like that. I just like sit in front of the screen like a nuffy and laugh when something, you know. <laughs> and like, yeah. You start, just... you start scribbling stuff and then you go, wanker. Like, fuck this. <laughs> wanker, who the fuck watches award ceremonies? What's going on here? Nah, it, I just, um, when Roman came on, I was blown away because he said, oh, I have no movie knowledge. And I thought, yes. Someone oh, like no, me, definitely and then he nah, just starts out, rattling things. Turns out Roman head. knows a lot about movies. <laughs> that bastard! And I was like, "Yeah, we're definitely not getting into movie chat." Um, so yeah, we'll stick to sports. He, he he seems to consume media or consume things just in a really analytical way. I just think probably because he reads so much. I think he's like the closest thing Fifth Wrist has got to Tim Mosso. So yeah, yeah, he's like his his depth and breadth of knowledge in whatever it is, seems to just be amazing. For sure. So what a weekend to talk about sport because quite a few things happened last week. Yes. The great Diego Maradona passed away at 60, I think. R.I.P. Um, yep. 60. Yeah. That guy lived a very full life in one way or another. <laughs> to, put it, to put it mildly, yes, he did. But, you know, and it's, it's apt that we're talking about you know, we're talking about the GOAT or the greatest of all time uh, because there's a big part of the world that believe that, you know, Diego Maradona is the greatest footballer or soccer player, whatever you want to call it, of all time. And, you know, Argentina legend, played for Boca Juniors and Barcelona and Napoli, won, won Argentina the World Cup in 1986. The quarterfinal, that's the iconic game where they won 2-1 over England. He scored both goals. One was... And this sums like Diego Maradona up perfectly that whole game <laughs> because one of the goals was just a cheeky, completely illegal hand handball <laughs> that went over the goalkeeper's head, and the other one was the goal of the century, like the, probably the greatest goal. Certainly, you know, you know, at that time it was regarded as a goal of the century. So, you know, sums the man up just in one game. Then obviously he, you know, he wore a few watches. He. He was a, a Hublot, friend of Hublot, but he, he was known to double wrist and wear the same was, watch yeah, on each wrist every time, which is bizarre. Yeah, I mean, gave, gave Nick Hayek a run for his money. Like, he, he was not afraid to double wrist and rock, rock Hublot's, like, yeah. I mean, statement guy, statement pieces, like, matches the man for sure. He's, he's always one for the spotlight. Yeah. Well, he wore those. I think was he wearing big bangs in King Gold? I think when he 
he like threw the double bird at the world, the last World Cup when <laughs> Argentina scored a goal against Nigeria or something, and he was flipping the bird at everybody. And all I saw was, oh, there's two hublots there. Yeah, I think uh, that photo. I always think there's one black big bang, I think, and then the other one. I don't know if it's gold or whatever it is, but I always imagine him when I think of Maradona wearing watches. It's with two massive hublots. Yeah, I thought you were going to say two massive middle fingers. Like <laughs> that's that too. But I mean, we we'll, we'll pass on in respect to the man. We'll, we'll pass on his um, yes extracurricular activities. Um, but yeah, he yes. lived a full life and what yeah. a player. Oh yeah. Did you guys see any Maradona? Obviously, a bit before all of our time, really. But did you like? Were you, were you fans or were you into him in any way or? It's pretty hard to like, I love my soccer um, or football, depending on what part of the world you come from, but I love it and it's pretty hard to be a fan of the game and not come across highlights and and stories of Maradona and how other players speak of him and yeah, it just, just the insane, like the the raw talent and the way he could express himself on the field and just not just enjoy the game and make it beautiful. So yeah, I mean, I saw as much as I could without actually watching while it was during his career. Yeah. What about yourself, Sid? Yeah. Uh, I my exposure to Maradona is almost entirely via highlight reels, and it, it's obvious that he was top of his game for however many years. And um, there was the the personal side of things, and again, we won't touch that. But his 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 footballing career is pretty unassailable. Yeah. Yeah, like actually just on the talk point of documentaries, if you're ever going to, like this is a better time than ever, if you're ever going to watch a, you know, Maradona documentary, uh, there is one. It's called Maradona. Um, it's directed by Asif Kapadia, who, Kapadia, who um, mm. is just all-time great documentary maker. So it's the third of his, his kind of personal trilogy. Um, he did the Senna documentary, which is my favourite sports documentary of all time. Um, bit biased there. And he did the Amy Winehouse documentary, which won him the Oscar, and and he finished up with Maradona. And it was actually interesting because he uh, he portrayed Maradona as this hustler, this like which he, which is what he was. He was a street hustler turned best player on the planet, one of the most famous athletes ever. And when they advertised. When they did the advertisement of uh, of the movie, and they wrote Maradona the hustler to so and so in Argentina, being called a hustler is, you know, really derogatory. Um, so they oh. kind of revolted against the movie, but it was all complimentary. So yeah, just a really good movie if you ever get a chance. Pen- pencil it in, because that yeah, that center one was um was awesome, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's my favorite man. I watch that every and what year. Was the third, what was the third in his personal series for that director? So the Maradona one was the third. The second one was Amy, which is an Amy Winehouse uh, yep. documentary. It was quite, um, it was really well made and it was quite confronting to her addictions and whatnot. So, um, mm. but yeah, it was, it was excellent as well. Oh, actually talking about, talking about confronting just before I forget. So listen to the last pod with Mr. Bearchak. Mm. Um, he, you guys are talking about uh, Biasic. Biasic, Sorry, Biasic. Oh, there you go. Um, and add add another horrible pronunciation to his name. Uh, you guys were speaking about Requiem for a Dream, and you were talking mm. about it like instantly 
heavy and you guys are like oh that movie so i thought oh, i'll just have a read of the bio just see what it's all about jeez <laughs> that was all i needed fucking hell i was depressed for the rest of the day after reading the bio i thought there's no way i could get the strength together to watch the whole film it was just like oh god i know no wonder you've left it on the on the bench top yeah that's not coming to you on a deserted island <laughs> yeah that's that's the uh that's a big 10-4 there yeah no way no way he did. He, it was his. It was his. Like I'll watch it once and throw it away. Movie though. But you've only got. Yeah, three which movies. is not a category. Why, why like no, ruin the rest it, but... of your stay on the island for something no, so heavy? He picked like seventeen hundred movies. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, he's he's um he's a smart bloke, so he's going to obviously get the most out of it, isn't he? Yeah. Well, it's science, right? Yeah, it's uh, that's, some of it was just straight dark. up cheating. <laughs> oh man so the the other news of like the sports news there's a couple other pieces but the other one was did you guys see that the grand prix yesterday the bahrain grand prix romain grosjean unbelievable god i can't believe anyone survived that yeah the the car ripped in half yeah just front and back it was unbelievable the, the scariest thing of all that is like, I, I can't remember a, a crash in recent years that is that confronting. I, th- I, I think of Fernando Alonso flipping his at, in Melbourne, um, mm. but no flames. Uh, but that was like, I think he hit 53G or something registered on on, his, um, on the sensors and the halo remains completely intact in the car. And like you said, the rest of it splits in half and instantly yeah. bursts into flames. I, I only saw the first yeah bit of that video. I thought, we've lost the driver and then he just hops yep. out and I honestly cannot believe it. And a little bit of me thought, you know, that's, that's pretty crazy that they just like red flagged the race for 45 minutes and then got on with it. Like it didn't stop the race. Yeah. I thought Matt, no. if there was ever a time to like not continue a race, it might've been when a car got set on fire. Severed in half and exploded. Yeah. <laughs> um, the crazy thing is, so he's in, he's in, uh, um, He's in flames for about 10, 10 seconds as well. So not only is the car ripped in half, shunted into a barrier, he's in he's stuck in flames for ten minutes trying to get himself or ten seconds, sorry, trying to get himself out. Uh, like I I remember when Senna died and he did look dead, unfortunately. Yeah. Like his head was actually killed over into the car, so he was either knocked out or or uh, passed. Yep. And then they still continued on with the race. This one, at, at the very least, you know, we saw Romain kind of walking out, stumbling out, mm. which is a good sign. Like he's he's not he's not dead, but uh, yeah, man, and that was that was one hell of a crash. And then you know the fact that he's then sending out a you know an Instagram video saying you know I'll be okay. Like Formula One drivers are just built differently. That the, the G forces those guys take and what they endure is just. They're, they're just freaks, man. Yeah, and if you gave him the chance to go out next weekend, he'd do it again. Like the, it's just insane. Like they don't. Yeah. Everyone sort of thinks about the previous generation of F1 and how they were the hard, hard guys, and they were tougher, and they lived a rockstar lifestyle. But yeah, I just, I don't think you can take away from the current, current drivers either. Hundred percent. The sad thing is, is that he's, that might be obviously. There's two races left in the season. He's probably, you know, he's got burns on his hands and his ankles. That might be his season, yeah. That might be his season, but that might be his Formula 1 career as well because 
it doesn't look like that he's going to get taken up next year. And he's at that age, there's a new generation coming in. He's at that time where if he's out, he's probably going to stay out. So that might probably be the end of it for him, um, which which is, uh, you know, kind of apt because that guy, he was, he, he, Romain Grosjean was prone for accidents, but um, he <laughs> did. I mean, he had a, yeah. he had a pretty rough last few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, especially with his teammate Magnussen, they they like stuck to each other. Like, a, yeah, I would not yeah. be, like to be their team boss. That's for sure. No, he was really good when he was driving at Lotus early on. Um, him and Raikkonen were a really good duo. They had a whole bunch of podiums together, but um, yeah, not probably time for him. And then the other news was we saw Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> lumbering Checking into out. the. Um, into the ring this weekend as well. <laughs> I think lumbering is the correct term. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, I, I can still see like Mike Tyson just being the scariest man on the planet in his prime. Like you on his Insta or whatever on his socials, you can see he's like absolutely hammering the bag, and you think, oh what yeah, the hell, he's, he's fifty-two or whatever. At this he's, age, yeah. Yeah, this age absolutely pounding the bags, and you think, wow, that guy with his in his prime. I mean, no one, no one want to step in the ring with him. Yeah, might lose an ear, like, but beyond. That. <laughs> well, well, they, they obviously it wasn't a sanctioned fight because no state commission wanted to sanction it because it was two guys <laughs> who were combined at a, over a hundred years or hundred years old. Um, so that's why it was like this. That's why it was a draw as well. Cause you can't really have a winner cause it wasn't a proper professional fight. There was an exhibition fight. Mm-hmm. So even if Tyson, I did not actually know that. Yeah. Yeah. As in, so I knew it was a draw, but I didn't realize out. that's, that's why it was a draw. Yeah. Mm. Cause I like, I think Tyson actually won the fight. Yeah, like I'm divided because I love I love boxing. You know, the you got to respect anyone getting in the ring. Like it's it's not an easy thing. So you got to respect that these guys at their age they still look fantastic and like you know physically look fantastic for guys in the fifties. So you got to respect that. But then on the flip side, it's like oh man, I wish some of these young like some of the the actual boxers that are killing it right now, but aren't getting the same. Attention, we're getting a little bit of that light because uh, there's some really good boxers out there. The uh, The other fight was that Logan Paul fight. Oh, yeah, the Nate Robinson one. Oh, man. Put him so on that one made me what, angry. What kind of world are we living in? What kind of world are we living in? Letting influencers box each other out. Like, what's going on? But, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pretty, um, pretty one-sided affair, wasn't it? I got angry because Nate's... Whoever's like managing Nate or his friends, hopefully when he comes to and has all of his uh, senses back to him, he needs to fire all of them because he should he should not have been in there. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. I felt bad. No. But yeah, there are a lot of good boxers out there. Don't just think that all boxers are Instagram influencers and fifty-two-year-old <laughs> retired dudes. Was that young, there are some that young great Mexican boxers guy. Which young uh, Mexican guy? Yeah, he's got the dead, deadly, deadly left hook. Uh, he's maybe like 20, 21. Oh, um, uh, Ryan Garcia. Yeah, 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 yeah. There he looks exciting. Very exciting for a young guy. That whole division is very exciting. Um, but, you know, like just if it, if you don't watch anybody, just watch Canelo, you know, watch some of the, the top guys. Like Canelo, you know, you, you'd be hard-pressed to 
not be impressed by him. Um, just follow, check him out on Instagram, see him train. It's pretty inspiring stuff. Yeah, so we're talking about the GOAT. What does the GOAT mean to you in sports, Vinny? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Like lately, what my idea was like, the chat around the greatest of all time, it's kind of this like ongoing debate all the time, forever. Who's who's your pick is the greatest of all time across any sport? Um, the comparisons are made. Let's go basketball. Jordan, LeBron's the easiest one, I guess, at the moment. Mm. Um, That's the tennis, one everyone thinks well, of. Yeah. Yeah. And then in like tennis, Federer, Nadal, it's a very close one. And then Djokovic is in the conversation too. It's it, In some ways, it's, it's purely like you can think of it from a stats point of view. And then you've got to compare it across generations. And then you got to, you know, your own personal bias and preference. So, yeah, just like really good idea to get stuck into what who we think are the greatest sportsmen and women of all time. Because, yeah, just seeing, seeing like watching the finals in the NBA and just seeing LeBron go about his business year on year, it, it's kind of that next level of athlete that doesn't come around too often. Everyone kind of takes the piss out of towards the end of the career. And then when they're gone, you're like, fuck. We we had a good thing there. We should have appreciated it more. So, we should mm. see who who takes out your your top top picks. So, if we're talking if we're talking basketball to start off with, Jareth and I have had this conversation a lot of times. <laughs> LeBron wears Royal Oaks. <laughs> um, this is a good start for me. <laughs> I think he wears offshores. Yeah, he had his own one in uh, like two thousand and. Like fourteen or fifteen, it was like grey and gold, and it had a signature on the back. It was a whole thing. Yeah, he, wear, he wears a lot of custom stuff as well. Like, is he is he a uh, AP guy? Like, is he an AP ambassador? I think so. Right. I mean, he was then. I don't know about anymore, but he certainly was then. The basketball guys are yeah. big, big into watches. Big into oh, watches. Yeah. They they do like to bling out their watches a bit. The the best watch owner out of the basketball players that I know of, anyway is Carmelo Anthony. Um, and he's such a, he's actually a legitimate enthusiast. He, is, he has got no brand loyalty, so much so that he uh, start or he bought, well, I don't know if he started or he bought, but he's certainly a part of um, a watch blog called Haute Time, H-A-U-T-E Time, which is like a pretty big, like now it's a decent publication. they got magazines and whatnot. And he's an owner of it. And so he's actually a legitimate watch enthusiast, which is cool. That is pretty cool. And I did not know that about Melo. No worries. <laughs> oh, isn't that the dream, Vinny? Just like tax deduct your watches? That would be the Incredible. dream. I'll tell you what, I'd be looking a lot better off if that was the case. <laughs> I wonder if... I've, I've, I've thought about this. I've had this conversation with like colleagues before who are like watch guys as well. If the watch has a pulsometer scale, can I tax deduct it? I don't think I'm allowed, but I think it would be amazing if I could. Well, I think if you speak to a tax agent who is not me, um, you get the answer. You can be as brave as you like. Just be willing to live with the consequences. Yeah. Not. So, I mean, that would be interesting. Just I'd not like Vinny. That one go through the court. Definitely not me. Definitely not on me. record I anyway. Like to see that one. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely like to see that one challenged. Yeah. So just so sorry. Go- I interrupted. I interrupted you. Yeah. No, no, no. That, like the goat debate. The way I see it is Jordan. I think I personally think Jordan's the goat in regards to uh, his ability. He's like thirst to win his record. You know everything that he did for the game during that time. 
Um, but if you ask me who's had the greatest career in basketball, in NBA history, it's LeBron. You know, like what that guy's done over 17 years and counting is just... And counting, yeah. 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 He's going to play Jordan had years off and all sorts of stuff, right? Does that not make it more impressive, though, that he could just go off, play a whole different sport, and then come back and still be the king? No, that's why he's the GOAT, right? Yeah. But... But I think Charith has a point where, yeah, like you said this as well, Vinny, 17 years, year after year, LeBron comes back. He's missed finals so few times in his 17-year career. He is one of the most dominant players on the court every time. He's an MVP. Like uh, He's in the conversation for the MVP pretty much every year he plays. Like that's, That is a solid career. And he's got three rigs. And and he obviously four rings, four rings. Like, Sorry, he's great off the court as well. You know, you know, objectively, like he's he does he does a lot more. You know, he like I, I I when I think of who's the greatest, it's not just you know what they do on the court. Like you know, Muhammad Ali is regarded as the greatest, but actually, as a boxer, he isn't the greatest boxer of all time. But he's the greatest boxer because of everything he did. You know, everything he did in the community, everything he did outside of the ring, everything he represented. Um, and I think LeBron has 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 that kind of aura about him a lot more than, than Jordan ever did. Jordan was very much about his pursuit to win, which is awesome. And and other than that, we didn't really know that much about him. Very true. I guess kind of where, where do your goalposts lie? What's your criteria? Because, yeah, mm. stats and wins are one thing. And then what they do for the, the greater good of humanity. Because, yeah. The influence, like you said, Ali had on on culture and and the world far surpasses, I guess, what what we remember or what I remember as him as a boxer, or what I think. Yeah, of him as a boxer. absolutely. Like I, I would, I would put personally, I'd put Ali in like top ten greatest boxers of all time. He's probably number one in regards to greatest heavyweight of all time to me. But Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, there's a few others that that might uh, be ahead of him for me. Yeah, Sid. You're a big, yeah. you're a Chicago Bulls fan, so I would have thought this would sadly, be sadly. Look, sadly now I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Uh, <laughs> it was it was great nine years ago when flashes of a young Derrick Rose in his MVP year was uh, promising, but uh, we've sucked ever since. You yeah. have. Jordan, Jordan's the goat for me. <laughs> the reason I go for the Bulls is because when I was like five years old and I started watching basketball, he was the best player in the world, and I was like, obviously I'm going to go for Chicago. Um, and it's yeah, it's him, and then the conversations always, obviously him and LeBron and Charith. You and I have discussed our top tens many times, mm. but it's usually usually uh, goes uh, Jordan, LeBron, one and two. Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, to me. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Jordan, interesting taste in watches as well. I th- I actually think Jordan yeah. beats LeBron in watches. He just dabbled in everything. I think he suffered from also the competitive side. Like, you have that, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna one up it. I'm gonna one up it. Keep one upping it. So that's why he always ended up with all these crazy things. Um, yeah. I, don't, I can't quite remember he... what he had in in the doco in the um the last dance. I can't remember him wearing anything memorable though. Was he Jordan wearing anything special? I know now, like these days, he wears Uwex, and he wears a lot of them. No shit. Like, he doesn't wear the same one either. Yeah. And, like, I think Erwick actually posts photos of him on their 
their socials and whatnot, which is kind of cool. I would. Damn cool. I mean, having having one O-work is awesome. Imagine being like, I'm going to choose one of my 17 O-works. <laughs> I'm waiting for um from Erwick to give Dane, our friend Dane Watchvolt, the call and say, hey, you know, do you want to be on out? Do you want to be a poster boy? Because that, like, I mean, he's got this amazing platinum 102 or 10, what the platinum one with the side windows on it. Yeah. Amazing thing. Oh, God. That is an outrageous watch. If you go to if you go to Erwick's Instagram to June, they've got a picture of Jordan just like fishing with a with a, with a <laughs> he's fishing with a um with a cigar in his mouth and they've written gone fishing they've tagged him wearing his UR202S hammerhead where he caught a blue marlin must have been the watch you know like he's just <laughs> just Jordan <laughs> he's like I'm just going to wear an Erwick yeah. to whilst I'm fishing and then actually he's got the 103 like um like Dane but there's another photo of him wearing the same one. And it's uh, actually, Erwerk have made it really clear. So cool to see the GOAT wearing our watches as a collector, not a paid brand ambassador. So um, there we go. he's got, he's got they've, they've actually posted three different photos of him wearing three different Erwerks. So that's at least four. That's pretty cool. Jordan the GOAT, it's official. 103. Sorry, Dane. Sorry, Dane. It's a 103. Dane's never going to talk to you again. <laughs> Like, how, how dare you? Yeah, God, i got to get off this Instagram page. I'll just get, like, sad that I can't, that I'm not Jordan and I don't own 17 of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one that's sad that they're not Michael Jordan, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a long waiting list, pal. <laughs> get in line. <laughs> I wake up most days and I'm like, damn, I wish I was Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> You're the, you're the ankle breaker. That's not, you know, getting there. Baby steps. I feel like that's more of a professional title at this point than it is uh, <laughs> has anything to do with my my basketball ability. Sid's CV just reads the ankle breaker. Un, like under that, the bone doctor or the bone collector. Yeah. The bone collector I prefer, collector. but I'll take ankle breaker is pretty good too. Well, to be fair, you're, you're only breaking my ankles, which is not saying too much because I should not be guarding. As I said, I'm a big guy. I should be under the rim. I shouldn't be guarding dudes like you that can zip around people. So, yeah, don't stop breaking my ankles, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you ever watch a game of one on one between Sid and I, it's either Sid just like facing me up and just going around me consistently, and me just like pushing him and putting my ass up against him and just. Just ramming, back ramming backwards, so till I get close enough to the rim, so I can. Um, geez, that sounded rude, didn't it? Ramming backwards, so I can get close <laughs> enough to the rim. I was going to leave it alone, but you. Yeah, it's basketball. If you know, basketball you should count. understand how the game works. <laughs> it's a very erotic sport. Um, so I guess the other, the other one that's a big talking point in regards to goat is IWC brand ambassador Lewis Hamilton right now because he's a seven-time world champion and I don't think he's widely, maybe outside of the UK, I don't think he's widely regarded as the GOAT. But if you're a numbers guy, that guy's got all the numbers. His record is also pretty unassailable at this point. Yeah, his, yeah. his record is legit. Like, there's no one in the ballpark. But he's kind of a victim of how good his manufacturer is. Like... 
if you look at the past, what is it? For the hybrid turbo hybrid era of Formula One, it's so Mercedes are so far better than anyone else. It, it's kind of a write off. Like no one's really paid too much attention. So I don't know if he's. I don't think he's the goat either. I'm just just purely because he's been a victim of the success of his team, which is in some ways it's a bit of a shame because like he's only had to race his teammate for the last however many years and he's only lost once to Rosberg. Um, mm. And then Rosberg won and he said, no, that's enough for me. I'm done. And he's out. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, Rosberg got it's interviewed for IWC by Sid and then he quit after that. Isn't that, that how it works? Yeah, I know. That was it. He met me and then he was like, I'm out of this game. See ya. <laughs> what actually happened how there? That, how did you meet Nico Rosberg? That, uh, that, was a, that was a stroke of luck more than anything else. I, um, I was lucky enough to be invited to one of the um, qualifying days at the Melbourne Grand Prix a number of years ago uh, with IWC. And afterwards, they were supposed to have, someone was supposed to do some interview with, uh, with Nico Rosberg. And they weren't available or they pulled out or something happened. And literally, because I happened to be there with the brand manager at the time, shout out, Talia, um, she was like, do you want to have a chat with this guy and we'll put it on our website? I went, yes, that sounds great. Um, so I just kind of winged it and, uh, and I got to meet the guy. Lovely bloke. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good luck. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good day. Yeah. He, um, weird fact, doesn't shake hands. Or didn't shake my hand. I don't know if that's telling. <laughs> uh, I don't know how far you could take that one, Sid. I don't know. Did you uh, put your hand out? No, 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 no. I, I was told. No, I was told before we went in. There was like, he won't shake your hand. It's a whole thing. Um, oh wow! I assume it's yeah, sort of pre-race day. Maybe maybe he's had a bad experience. Someone crushed his hand once or something. I don't know how big he thought I was. Um, not, not, I'm not that big. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, it was, a, it was like a really very, very interesting thing. Cause you know, pre COVID, obviously you meet someone, you shake their hand and it's just a, it's, you know, convention for however many hundred years we've been doing it. Um, so it's, it was kind of weird to kind of be like, hi, I'm Sid and just sort of nod at him. Hmm. That is like, he's a monk or something. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was like ahead of the curve with all the, um, social distancing. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what strange fact! Well, how about that? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for now. Anytime he has a guest appearance on anything, oh, he probably does now. I assume it was because it was like before race day, is my guess. Every time I see him shaking someone's hand, I'm gonna be like, "Yep, Nico Rosberg is a racist. It's confirmed. <laughs> Doesn't want to shake hands with Sid." <laughs> uh, well, you got you do see him in the paddock a lot, Sid. In, you know, yeah, in like the pre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my alter egos does does chat with him very often in the paddock pre-race. <laughs> Shout out to Karu. Yeah, he definitely doesn't shake your hand. He's like, why are you here again? <laughs> like, why the, how the hell is Karun in the paddock and also now at the IWC event? What's going on? <laughs> he probably thought you, he said hi to you earlier in the day, so he didn't want to shake your hand again. That is an interesting note. <laughs> My favorite thing is when Karun tells people like Jensen Button and Nico Rosberg, who are both world champions, and I've seen this, like where he tells them, this is why, like you're, you're actually, I disagree with you. This is how you should do it. And I'm like, Karun, don't, don't <laughs> do this, Karun. Stop it, Karun. 
<laughs> Stop telling world champions how to drive. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Shall we? Um, shall we move on to this draft? Let's dive into it. Okay. Lewis Hamilton, not the goat. Will he? Could he ever be the goat? Just want to confirm this. He, he needs more competition uh, from his other drivers. Like, if you put Verstappen in the same car as him, or a closer, more comparable car, and he still comes out on top, then you go, okay, wow, this guy's this guy's good. Um, or let's say let's say we get a three-way well, battle good, between yeah. Mercedes, Ferrari, and Verstappen, uh, Red Bull. Assuming Leclerc, Verstappen getting on the act, and they have a bit more competitive cars. And then we could say, and he shows his medal, and he keeps winning. Then we go, all right, this this guy's getting a shout with the goat. But at the moment, the car's just the car's just too good. It's it's Mercedes one two every week. It, as a, as a fan, I'm kind of bored of it. So he's unfortunately just a, a victim of how good his team is. Like I said. So I don't disagree with you, but I'll challenge you on this. Schumacher, when he won five world championships with Ferrari, they were a dominant car. That was a great yeah, they were. car. Mm, and when car. when Senna won, and you know Senna's the goat to me, but when Senna won, he like I, I believe there was one year where him and Prost, who was his teammate, they won all but one race. You know that McLaren was, and it still probably is like maybe that McLaren and this year's, you know this year's Mercedes are probably the two greatest cars of all time. You know, so obviously it is a mixture of both. Like obviously that's the that's the nature of the sport. Where do you then have Lewis Hamilton right now, as we speak? I mean, it, yeah, uh, it's hard to order them one, two, three. I guess I've spent more more time watching uh, Schumacher and Hamilton than I have Senna. Mm-hmm. But they've got sure. to, yeah, they've got to be three. Um, I think I think Schumacher one, Senna two. Hamilton three, just it's hard. Like all I can go on is highlight reels and um, the numbers, yeah, stories and opinions yeah. of Senna. And there's no doubt, like he's a yeah, he's in that top two for me, if not number one. But just seeing Schumacher dominate and not let anyone sort of wrestle the crown from him, um, whether teammate otherwise, like he took no shit and he got seven championships. So. Yeah, that's my that's my one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. So look, Senna Senna obviously doesn't have the numbers that Schumacher and Hamilton have, but there's a there's a thing, there's the other thing that I we call or Sid and I often use the term eye test. And Senna had the eye test like to a hundred. Like you just watched that guy and it was electric. Like he pushed the car mm. to its absolute limit. To to sometimes the detriment because the car would just the car couldn't handle what he was trying to do to it, <laughs> you know, or the track couldn't handle it. But, uh, but yeah, he, you know, that guy, you know, I think that's why he was so popular and iconic because, you know, he like he wouldn't have died in any other way. He had to die on the track because that was the kind yeah. of person he was. Because he always just left um, it out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I'm obviously a big fan. My son's named after him. I've got a son named Ayrton. And, you know, he's kind of where our family is very romantic about it and Senna. He's kind of our idea of the perfect sportsman. But, um, yeah. Was that, a, was that a hard one to, to get Kath to agree to or she choose all for it? She was kind of – she was into it. She didn't mind it. Like, she, uh, she likes the name. Saying that, like, she doesn't like that 
when he she takes him anywhere, people either call him Arton or Aton or something <laughs> like they just and they always look at because Kat, they always ask Kath like, oh, is it a Sri Lankan name? And she's like, no, it's not a Sri Lankan name at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you know, it's actually Ayrton's a it's a Scottish name because it's a well, it's like Air the um the town, so it's the Air Town, right? So, but obviously it's a, made famous by a Brazilian. Yeah, no, she she was kind of into it. That's awesome, man. I'd I'd hope so. Her son has that name now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too late to change it. And he's he's definitely an Ayrton. He's definitely an Ayrton. That's um, good. But yeah, no, it worked out well. Yeah, I, look, Ayrton Senna is the goat to me. And unfortunately, I'm completely biased. Lewis Hamilton can win twenty. <laughs> <laughs> 20 championships and settle with a go to me. Lewis Hamilton could clearly be the greatest driver of all time and Edmonton and will still be the go to me. But yeah, look, Lewis Hamilton just tried to sue um, Hamilton Watches. So Bring you back to you know, Watches, love it. Yeah, He, uh, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be that well loved over here, I guess. Uh, just dumb, just silly. I don't know. His lawyers talked him into it or something. I don't know. Um, he's got yeah. a pretty what? banging what? IWC though, all ceramic, Top Gun type perpetual. Oh, yeah. What up? What do you think he thought he would get out of this suing of Hamilton Watch Company business? So, actually, to be fair, it wasn't he wasn't suing. So he Hamilton Watch Company didn't own the trademark name Hamilton in Europe, and they actually oh. applied for it, and so did his his management team. So they actually were in a court case battle over over the trademark name, and it went for right. about three years, from what I know. So it wasn't so much something. But but then obviously Hamilton went, well, we are X amount of years old. Our our brand has this heritage, you know, bloody Elvis Presley wore our watches. <laughs> Wiped to the floor. So, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Lewis Hamilton's a dude in his 30s. We should probably have this um, trademark. Fair call, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there you go. All right, let's do this draft. Let's. Let's go. I'm ready. So just to explain the draft, we are doing the 21st century's greatest athlete because Vinny is a youngin, and it's probably easier <laughs> doing the 21st century greatest athlete because imagine trying to do the greatest athlete of all time will be here. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to prep for that. Um, yeah. Uh, we're we're doing the 21st century greatest athletes. So from 2000 to 2020, whatever they achieved during that time. I think Vinny has the first pick. I've got the second pick and Sid, yeah. you've got the third pick. I've got three and then four and then we reverse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I better get this one right. So my first pick is going to be Serena Williams. So 23-time Grand Slam winner. Just dominant. The Williams sisters have been dominant in tennis for, yeah, since the turn of 2000. And when Serena's on... Were you alive there in 2000? Is... Yeah. <laughs> he was three. Just, he was four. Just, just <laughs> only four. Obviously messing um, with you. I know maths. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Um, Wait, how old were you, Sid? You were 10. I was, uh, I was 11. Yeah. You were 11 oh, and on. I was 14. Okay. Carry on. Carry on. We're all good here. Yeah. Uh, when Serena's on and more days she is than she's not, she's unbeatable. Um, the power, the game, the aggression, yeah, the the intensity she brings to the court, 
is equally to a to a betterment than it is as a detriment. So when when she's off, she's she's garbage. But when she's on, there is no one in the world that could stop her. Um, yeah, twenty three slams is unbelievable. She mm. rocks AP. She's an ambassador for AP. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and she she wears them during the games as well. So I've seen I've seen her rock with the the white rubber strap, something some super super thin stuff. Um, Royal Oaks jeweled out more often than not. Um, yeah, I, that's that's pick number one. Nice. Good first Thoughts, pick. gents. I think that the first four or five picks will probably, you could probably justify them. And then after that, you're probably going to get a little bit of contention. So, you know, Sid could do a Shooter McGavin pick, so who knows? <laughs> I'm going to try that was the, not to do that. He, he had Shooter McGavin when he, did, he had his last third pick. So, uh, well, I'm looking forward to that. All right, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. If you combine her doubles as well, um, because people don't remember, like, don't necessarily think about that. Yeah. And mixed doubles, she's won like forty something majors, which is ridiculous. Insane. Which is Insane. madness. Yeah. And she she once held the number one ranking for one hundred and eighty six weeks. Just kind of digest that when you when you're talking about dominating a sport, and someone you know someone essentially they own the sport for three and a half years. And it was only when she sort of getting injury woes and had a kid that she's sort of hmm. given yeah. given other athletes a chance to win the slams. And yeah, the women's game is very open without her at, at the top of her game. For sure. Good pick. All right. My good, first pick. First pick. <sighs> Going my first pick. So, all right. I'm literally changing my first pick as, You're killing as I look me. at look at this. Ooh. Like I'm, I had another first pick, I'm going to change it to this now, and I'm going to start with this line. There are only 32 countries in the world who have more gold medals than Michael Phelps. Oh, <sighs> great pick. choice! Great pick. Literally, only list. 32 countries in the world that have more gold medals than that man. Right? He's got 23 gold medals. That's pretty impressive. Uh, he casually won eight in the 2008 Olympics. And like, I understand that swimming, you have an advantage because obviously you got multiple events, you know, swimming is out of all the sports you can kind of, you can accumulate, but that guy, you know, in 2008, he was just breathtaking. And I've never really been like, I've kind of, you know, I've grew up with like Kieran Perkins and, you know, all these like Australian mm. swimmers, like, you know, at the time and Michael Clem and whatnot and Ian Thorpe. But I remember just I wanted him to win everything because I wanted to see what what a perfect Olympics looks like. And, yeah, Michael Phelps mm. is it. Uh, not perfect uh, as an Amiga ambassador, though. Um, <laughs> got uh, got un- very unceremoniously canned by Amiga because of his... I think he was smoking, smoking a few cones, <laughs> like in a, yeah. in, in a, at a house but, party or something. But with, if uh, you Google, with old mate Ryan Lochte, I imagine, <laughs> probably party probably. party boy Lochte. If you if you Google Michael Phelps watch, guess what the first three, four, five results are. Wait, wait, I'm gonna do it now. What are they? I don't know. It's his Amiga Planet Ocean chronograph, his special edition in the it blue is. and the orange and the white dial. It. It smashes all the search results, so they might have dumped him. But 
I mean, the reference number still is the first thing that pops up when you Google it, straight to the Amiga website. So they might have dumped him, but if anyone's looking, they will find the exact watch that he's ripping a cone with on his wrist. <laughs> so <laughs> capitalizing on a lot of markets there. You know how you know how like we give watches nicknames? Can we we have to come up with a clever one for this <laughs> by the end of the podcast? What this watch? Good call. Yeah, like the the cone watch. The, the stuff, I don't know, come up with something more clever than that. Yeah, I like it. I really want Roman's Anodane to be called a kumquat after this, so yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Such an odd sounding name. Well, to be fair, my auntie and uncle have a kumquat tree in their backyard and I was we're like, we were picking some kumquats because that's what we do because we're very classy people, we've been going to wineries and whatnot. And uh, I looked at the watch and I was like, hey, same color, kumquat, done. There we go. <laughs> Vinny, have you heard anyone say the word kumquat that many times <laughs> in less than a minute? <laughs> Ever? Nah, I can't, can't say I have. <laughs> He's trying to like subliminally like get this over the line and I'm like, oh, that, Roman, that watch, where did you get that? It's that that's the kumquat anodane, isn't it? <laughs> I want him to hate it. <laughs> After when I give it back and just be like, "Hey, you want you want an offer? Done. I'll take it off your hands." <laughs> Good pick. All right, that's a the infamous pick, third pick with Sid. Here we go. Shooter time. It's infamous. I did a shooter time. No, uh, I'm going to take the person who I suspect might have been your other choice for your first round pick. Uh, I'm taking Usain Bolt uh, oh. as as my first uh, my work. first draft pick. Yeah, um, good work. Uh, resume speaks for itself. He's got uh, eight Olympic Games gold medals. He he doesn't have any silver or bronze, if that makes any difference. <laughs> Talk about a perfect Olympics. Yeah, that mm. dude knows how to run real fast. Um, he is a Hublot ambassador. I'm pretty sure. I think yep. he's got yeah. his own. Yeah, he's got his own he like King, King Power King or something. Power. Yep. He does. Yep. Um, it just seems like a cool guy to party with. Uh, but also just incredible record. The guy looks like he's cruising while everyone else is just dying out there, passes the eye test without any hesitation. Oh, 100%. He loves the horses. He loves the horses in Melbourne. You, you'll see him Spring Cup Carnival. He loves to get around it. Not, yeah, he gets, not gets around the ponies. He, he hangs out with the Button Brothers when he's down here. He so does. Your I think they're homies. I think they're homies. So those guys, I think, uh, were fifth best dressed guys in Australia in 2015. <laughs> they were two ahead of Sid. Can we do a fifth wrist best dress? Like, can to, we can to, we update be, this? No, we we've had this. Discussion no one has the pedigree you, to go. With. You're a very well dressed guy, actually, Finny, uh, but no one has the pedigree. Pre pre COVID, probably, but yeah. And we're gonna do the opposite. Actually, you two would be in good competition for best hair. Actually, you guys got great hair. Jared says longingly. <laughs> Honestly, between my one-on-one -on -one with Sid, the great hair and the kumquats, I'm uh, I'm killing it this week. <laughs> okay, and so great I'm pick. taking Us Usain Bolt with my first pick, and so now my I get another pick. Yep. Yes, sir. I'm going to take LeBron James. Ooh. Uh, because in the 2000s, uh, he was better than Michael Jordan, who played famously in uh, the Washington Wizards livery in, I think it was 2003. 
Is that right, Charith? It'd be around then. Yeah, yeah, 2001, um, 2002. Yeah, Michael Jordan <laughs> in the 21st century is not LeBron James. Was, was, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd um, say. So, look, LeBron James, as we've discussed already on this podcast, 17 years, four championships, four MVPs. Uh, sorry, no, f- uh, yeah, four MVPs, four finals MVPs. The guy is the, guy is the 20th century basketball goat. I don't think there's anyone that's going to argue with that too much. Spot yeah, twenty first century. Sorry, twenty first century yeah. is what I tried to say. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, he's been in the league for seventeen years, so essentially almost the twenty first century. He's been in nine or ten, nine or ten. He's been in nine or ten um, final series. Like he's just dominated. I, I think after his third season, he was probably the best player in the world, which is just crazy to to think about. Yeah, he was twenty, nice. like twenty one. Yeah. yeah, insane. Awesome. Yeah, great. Incredible. So Serena's off the board. Okay. Uh, There's some really obvious ones. Jeepers. Okay. I'm going to go with Tiger. Yep. I'm going to go with Tiger. Uh, That that was probably going to be my other pick for this. Good work. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. So Tiger, he won in the 2000s. So at the start of the century, he won... uh, he essentially won one in every three major for the first 35, 34 majors. He won 12 majors, completely dominated the sport. Uh, people like me gave a shit about golf, right? Like I, huge. I, That's absolutely yeah, huge. I'm going to say it. Like ethnic people gave a shit about golf, right? Like you know, <laughs> Asian people, black people, they gave, they gave a shit about golf. And the 2008 US Open... Uh, where he won the playoff of the US Open with a broken leg is maybe the great performance of the 21st century. Um, and then to like go through everything you went through, <laughs> self-inflicted, but go through everything you went through <laughs> and then come back to win the Masters last year. I mean, he, he did have the back surgery, all that sort of thing as well. There was the personal stuff, but there yeah, were proper real injuries. 100%. Uh, and, and, you know, like, so Sid and I actually got a chance to see Tiger last year at the, the President's Cup in Melbourne. And awesome. and obviously he had a great President's Cup. He was the captain and co- or he was the captain of the, of the US team and player. And it was just like as someone who's a complete novice in golf, but, you know, you know when you're kind of amongst greatness and just seeing, just even seeing Tiger kind of training or, you know, having a few practice swings, it's just like, oh, there we go. All right, this is something special. So, yeah, Tiger Woods is my second pick. Yeah. He also, also just FYI, made a shitload of money <laughs> during this time, the richest athlete on the planet in the in the 21st century. And I think, did, he, did he leave? He started with Tudor, went to yep. Tag, and then he's now at Rolex. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, he, Which is I think he went Tudor Rolex tag back to Rolex. He, I think you're right. Oh, yeah, there I think go. there was a um, little Rolex stint in the in the middle there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ro- yeah Rolex yeah. dropped him, or they decided to part ways. And then as soon as he's coming back, you know, Rolex picks him back up again. So, um, of course they did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they just know what they're doing, don't they? Um, yeah. yeah. No, there's no no arguments there. I think the sheer awe of the man. I mean. Like you said, to make people give a shit about golf and to be feel the like, you know, feel electric when you're walking around following him on the course. It's like 
nothing mm. like it. And when when he was yeah that last part for the Masters in his red shirt, like come back, like chills, absolute oh, yeah. chills. So questionable stint with Tag, but whatever. Do you do you? Yeah, Tiger. I didn't didn't love the the Tag Tiger golf watch. That was weird. Yeah, I'll forgive him. You got two picks. All right. You got your second and that, third pick, Vinny. Oh, okay. I better make this one count then. Um, got to go with undisputed, so of their sport. And I think Tom Brady just has to be in the conversation. Six rings. No one, like, again, making me care about American football, what he's done. Yeah, un- just can't compete with his record. So it's got to be, got to be the great man, Tom Brady. I think... Yeah, when you transcend a sport and you, you break records year on year and you just keep doing what you're doing, especially this far into his career, um, can't be ignored. So I'm going with him. And also, another tag, Ambassador. It's a theme here. While these great sports... Well, he left really tag. tag. Wait, he's, he's IWC now, right? Yeah, he oh, left tag. right. He yeah, left yeah. tag. Yeah. Yeah. Tag even gave him a special edition and he's still fucked off. Yeah, no, he's... He's, he took the Kevin Spacey slot, just sliding a Kevin Spacey uh, <laughs> mention. Ten straight is that ten straight episodes with a Kevin Spacey uh, with a Kevin Spacey mention? Oh, We've good. retired Robert Shaw. Ring. Mads Mikkelsen had we a run, it. and it's we need to ring a bell or something. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding! We need a little Kevin Spacey counter, uh, mate. No no argument here. I am a New England Patriots fan. He was probably going to be my. I actually changed Tom Brady to Michael Phelps, um, only because I didn't think mm. anyone would take him. So I thought I'd be able to get him in the third round. <laughs> so it was a strategic. <laughs> no. if, if Vinny didn't, I was definitely taking him. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the guy was actually taken in the sixth round in that, the that draft. Itself is insane. In two thousand and six Super Bowls. Just to explain, because of the salary cap in the NFL, to win six Super Bowls is almost impossible. So, you know, he's he's an all-time great. Good pick. Thank Your you. third Thank pick. Thank you very much. My third pick. This is a tough one because the names, I better make this one stick. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I've got to go with, being such a big football fan, I've got to go with Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, okay. why didn't I go with... Leo Messi, because he's obviously the next next shout. I think um, I think Ronaldo being able to do it across the major leagues consistently, like he's won two league titles in all the major leagues he's played in, five Champions League wins, unheard of. The guy owns the Champions League, and an international trophy, the Euro. So he's done it on all stages. Wherever he goes, he wins. Um, and again, the longevity he's had, to st- both of them, but. Just the way he keeps going about his business year on year, surprising everyone. There's nothing he can't do. He just keeps winning. And again, he's another guy I reckon he'll play on to his 40s. And it's just just remarkable. And I respect that he's gone from league to league. Even as a Man United fan, that hurts to see him leave. Oh, um, I'm a Man United um, fan as well, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just hard to like... You want to see Messi do it on different stages to make sure that, it, yep. that he's been... Like the Barca team he was a part of was... Once in a generation, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronaldo's been able to prove it wherever he's been. So, yeah, that's 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 me. My third pick. I think I, I think Messi is Messi played really well in that system, and you can see that. Obviously, he's been great for Argentina, but he hasn't won trophies for Argentina um, because he doesn't have that awesome Barca network. While Ronaldo kind of 
he's like the closest thing to LeBron in that wherever he yeah. goes, they will get they will be successful. It doesn't matter where he is. I remember in the Euro they were they were one nil down and it was like twenty minutes to go and he single handedly picked that team up. It was elimination game and he scored two goals and he carried them carried them all the way into the final. Injured in the in the first like fifteen. Yeah. But every yeah. minute of that hundred and twenty minute game, he was urging them on, pushing him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It was just yeah. That that was really the one that pushed me over the edge to say I think trying to be as objective as possible. Um, that yeah. pushed me over the edge to say I think he's he's done better. Uh, but really shocking watches on the man. Um, Jacob and Co. Five um, sub five dials, five different time zones, all blitzed out. Jacob and Co. Gross, gross, gross. Somehow comes <laughs> back with some tastefully jeweled GMTs. Recently, he's got like a rose gold GMT diamond set in the lugs with the blue and red sapphire or precious stones set in the bezel, which is quite tasteful. But yeah, the man's the man's got that European suave with his ripped jeans, yeah. white sneakers. OTT. Yeah. Didn't jewel, he wear jewel, like a five hundred thousand dollar Rolex? Like a jeweled, oh. like a half a million dollar. He, he bought Rolex. one yeah. like oh, it was fairly a... recently, right? And it yes. was just completely yeah. blinged out. I think it it was a GMT, and again, bracelet, case, lugs, bezel, all blinged out. I don't know the metal. I think it could have been white gold. Um, but it was it started out life as a as a black dial GMT, I think, or something or other, and just yeah, disco ball on the wrist. Mm. So shit, shit watch choices, but amazing career. Um, isn't he a tag ambassador now? I thought he was a tag though. I wouldn't be surprised. I think Everyone he might have been at today. some stage, right? He was he yep. was in one of their campaigns, but I don't know. Oh, at this yeah, point, he, he can kind of do do whatever he likes. Yeah, I think sometime he was, but yeah, there's a common thread here. Get a tag, you'll be one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, Ayrton Senna was a tag a tag ambassador, so there you go. Yeah. You're actually you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. So that one's always going to be contentious because there's two there's been two mm. obviously all-time great footballers in in the last 20 years. Um and so is this one. There's two or three obvious choices in this sport. Um and I think you probably you both would be looking at your boards going, "Okay, like we've still got these guys." And I'm probably going to take the less obvious or less popular choice. But I'm going to go with Rafa Nadal. Ooh, excellent! Yep. I know you're a Nadal guy. I have a question just before you continue. Are we allowed to take more than one player from the same sport, or are we just doing 15 different sports? Because that's going to get tough. No, no, no. You can take whoever you want. You're talking about the the greatest athletes of the 21st century. Okay. So I've got I've got Rafa as my third pick, and I'm going to smash Roger. When I take Rafa, so sorry for whoever takes Roger next. But when we talk about the GOAT, you can't have a losing record to your two great rivals. You just can't. Like Muhammad Ali didn't have a losing record to Joe Fraser. Lewis Hamilton doesn't have losing, like, you know, he doesn't have. Rafa and Novak, to their credit, have a winning record against Roger. Um, even though Roger's largely recognised as the, the GOAT, right? Rafa's now won 20 Grand Slams, like Roger. And the, I guess the knock on Rafa is that he's won a vast majority of them on one surface, on clay. But if you can be that perfect at something, 
I'm okay with it. Like he is quite literally almost perfect on clay, and you know I'm sure that he he plans his year at the start of the year, and he knows that okay, I've got I've got a Grand Slam there, and where can I pick up pick up other pieces at the re- the, the remainder of the year? And that's just such a comfort that anyone could ever have, you know. And and Novak might possibly overtake them both, but right now at this date on the 2020. Rafa Nadal has won 20 Grand Slams. He's the GOAT. He wears RMs whilst he's playing them. He's actually probably the greatest advocate for watches as an athlete because he has watches. He actually competes in them and he has them designed to perfection to to be um, performance pieces for him. Suck it, Roger. Very, very convincing. You make you make a very good point, and I'm I'm Team Roger. I love I love Rafa too, uh, but if I if I have a favorite to pick, it's Roger. Sure, but you're totally right. To have a losing record against your greatest rivals is not ideal, especially when you're talking about the goat. The only thing in in Rafa's peak, I don't think anyone could touch him. Um, but just later now in the career, I guess when his athleticism is his, his body, his basically his body's just failing him. Not failing him, but letting him down a little because he can't keep up the intensity his his mind wants to work at. So he is getting sh- not as overwhelming victories and sometimes losses. Like what comes to mind is um, Australian Open against Roger. He's he's 4-2 yep. up, I think, in that last set and he doesn't yep. clinch it. Um, Novak sure. absolutely ruined him, I think, in, in one of the recent Grand Slams. Was it three three sets to... Three sets. Well, no, no. So Rafa just ruined Novak at the okay. at the French Open recently. Okay, so they've got tit, gone for tit for tat. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, forget absolutely. what surface it was. Um, and then yeah, I think peak Rafa doesn't ever lose to Dominic Tiem, and Dominic's pushed him quite a lot lately. So I think Rafa's had the highest peak. Um, Roger's been consistently Roger, uh, but the question I ask is: If you go greatest of all time. Does Rafa succeed when you have the era of rackets and ball technology that can't cope with his amazing, heavy, monstrous t- playing style? Biceps. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's say we go back to like Rod Laver era with a tiny little thin wooden racket. Um, I don't, yeah, I just, I would love to. But see they're, they're questions that we kind of. Like yeah. you can't, like you never know, right? Like exactly. You know, we're talking about when we talk about Formula One. Obviously, these guys are, you know, like one manual Fangio in the fifties was driving a car <laughs> that's probably as powerful as, um, you know, probably less powerful than your Mustang, uh, Vinny. Mm. But you know, obviously, he drove it with such perfection. You know, versus, you know, what the guys are driving today are like essentially rocket ships with yeah all sorts of things that kind of control it and all sorts of electronics that are managed from the where, you know, from, from the manufacturer. And I don't know, it's hard to say, but one thing I will, I will say is that on clay, like there's no one that's dominated a court like Rafa has. No, no, that is, that is, that is a record in itself to just be reckoned with across all sport, like to have domination. Yeah, hundred percent. One surface. Incredible. Yeah. Good pick. So that's my it's hard, third it's pick. It's hard to argue. You came came correct with that argument. I'll give you that. Good third pick. Go on, Sid. Pick Roger now. So it's it's me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to take Roger. You get, you, uh, you're not going to take Roger. Not yet. He's still on the book. Okay. It's fine. Uh, there's a couple other goats in other other sports. So no one's taken him yet. And you mentioned him a moment ago. Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, in in this century, from two thousand onwards, no one's been better, and no one passes the eye test better, and no one uh, passes the numbers test better. In two in the two thousands, it's hard. It's hard to. I think it's hard. Eye to test. With it. Michael Schumacher won five five world titles in the two thousands. He won five championships in two thousands. Mm. It, yeah, the numbers. I guess the numbers. When you go, when you go to the stats and the numbers. No, you, just, no. That's you make a good point. You make yeah. a good point. I have, I have. There was nothing. I have. Like oh, Sam maybe Schumacher. I speak. Maybe I speak a bit soon. But the, I think in the two thousands, Lewis just. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, know. I'm. 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 I'm good with the pick. Like the numbers don't lie. But I test. I reckon Shumi and Fernand, pick Fernando Alonso potentially could have a go at him. But on on the record, sure. yeah, but, Lewis. For completeness' sake, like all round, uh, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Lewis. Yeah, cool. Hard to argue with it. Numbers, yeah, numbers absolutely. Keeps surmounting, and he and he's going to keep going. He's still hungry if he keeps keeps this up. I think he's probably going to win a couple more. Mm. Um, it it's hard to really see an end to to this. Just hope Verstappen and Leclerc hang around to enough long enough to get a championship winning car. Yeah, yeah, and then but then in two years you've got the regulation changes, so everything mm-hmm. equalised. So it's all new. It's a whole new ball game. So you'd like to think that there'll be maybe some different challenges that come his way in two years. But he'll he'll Hopefully. he'll win his eight Hopefully. most likely. Yeah, I reckon. Nice, good pick. I think so as well. So that's uh, that's my third pick. Is that right? Yeah, your fourth pick. Um, with my fourth pick, now that it's probably getting a bit late, I'm actually I'm going to take Roger Federer. Um, just he's just basically the the anti raffer I guess it's the other obvious pick from the 2000s for uh, tennis's best male player. Uh, you essentially made the argument uh, against him, but the argument for him is consistency can do it on pretty much every court, does it year after year. Um, is is just looks phenomenal to watch to watch him play the game. Um, he's the most so, elegant player ever. Yeah, he's, he is. He is. I've never seen anyone hit a backhand as nicely as he hits a backhand ever. It's mm. unbelievable. Um, so Roger Federer is my fourth pick. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy with that. All right, my fourth pick. I think I think the actual like the goats like the goats of the of the 21st century have now gone. You've got a few good picks left, though. So with my fourth pick, I'm going with 50 have tried, 50 have failed, Floyd Mayweather, undefeated. Uh. <laughs> he's made more money. He made, uh, he's, you know, he's been the highest paid athlete on the planet quite a few years when he's only had one fight. <laughs> and <laughs> obviously there's... Just like uh, Ronaldo and and Rafa and Roger, you know he's got a, a great contemporary that you could compare him to in this in this century as well. And they did fight, but it was far too late, and it wasn't a very good fight. But from a technical point of view, Floyd Mayweather, the the most outstanding boxer of the century. Forget the whole finishing your career undefeated part. The fact that he made himself the biggest star in boxing. Whilst not being that Mike Tyson knockout artist, he was a technical boxer, a defensive fighter. He made fights boring to the the casual eye. 
but he was just slick and he cared more about protecting himself rather than inflicting damage. So those guys don't often become superstars. They become world champions who no one hears about. But he obviously changed his narrative. He forced that himself. And then he started, you know, just like LeBron did with the with the um, player empowerment movement where he he changed the way the NBA's now done where the players have more control. Floyd Mayweather did that in boxing where he started his own, whilst being a fighter, started his own promotional business, controlled his money and obviously made hundreds of millions of dollars in the in the the time terrible watches though terrible <laughs> watches jacob he McCoy. does make a show Shocking. of them he does him make a ronaldo, show of them doesn't he oh they're so good between gaudy. him and ronaldo i don't know what what whose taste is worse like oh blinged out hublot's some really bad shit there i think he he actually had hublot on his shorts he was sponsored by he was an ambassador but he was sponsored oh, by right. hublot yeah for quite a few fights which is just weird anyway that's <laughs> my fourth pick straight Straightforward move for Hublot, to be honest. Makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense business-wise for them. Hublot and Tag are killing it with this uh, top, top They are. They know whatever. what they're doing. Yeah, they do. They good balls. thing, good thing Alex is an audit. He'd have defended his, his friend. <laughs> friend of the podcast. Uh, well, we, we, hang, we hang shit on um, those brands sometimes, but that's why they're, they're so well-known in mainstream. 100%. So don't yeah. hate, the, don't hate the player, hate the game. Um is it my pick now? You got your last two picks. Last two. So I'm going to go with, again, um, doubling up on, on the sport. Not doubling, quite doubling up, but I'm going to go with Kobe. 2000s. Um, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, can't, the sheer will to win and the hunger and, yeah, again, the way he took on sort of Michael's legacy from that next that next stage. I don't think you can argue in that, yeah, that early 2000s, the Lakers, just amazing work from the man. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Kobe. Running low on picks, but I think that's a strong one still. Um, yeah. Thoughts on that, guys? Go on, Sid. No, I I was just going to wait for you to say something. Uh, pretty hard to argue with Kobe, um, RIP, obviously. But he's... Yeah. Um, oh, well, now you're going to make it bad when I argue Kobe, but go on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Partly, that was part of it. But look, he was incredible. The face of a franchise uh, won a bunch of rings, did it with a bunch of different players, was always, was like undeniably like the captain of that team. Whether or not he was the best player on any, on all of those teams, you can argue. Um, you know, there's an argument to be made for Shaq and, and Kobe and that, that whole thing, but he was definitely the leader and he was definitely the one that sort of drove them to win all those all those championships and and like you said Vinny all he wanted to do was just beat people that was like the entire reason he existed so um, it was a pretty good pick I'm okay with it Charith good pick nah I'm gonna leave it I don't want to cop all the Kobe <laughs> hate nah what, what's the what's the main sticking point that was a great player I look he's a great player He's he was a great brand he had that Jordan center Maybe Ronaldo as well, like Cristiano Ronaldo. They've got that gene where, and Tom Brady's probably the same. Where they're just killers. They they've only got one goal, which is winning. They don't give a shit about anything else. Which is, you know, there's a reason why those guys are some of the best. 
like I'm, I'm a, like I look at if I look at numbers, you know, he wasn't very efficient versus some of the contemporaries. I don't know how many years he was the, actually the best player in the world. Like Tim Duncan was there, you know, and Tim Duncan was you know not as sexy as Kobe in in playing, but he was uh, you know effective. He won, but you know you can't deny that Kobe's yeah, you know, and the impact that he had. You know, we were talking about like the impact that Ali had, Kobe had. You know, you only have to look at what happened with his, his death. Like it was it was huge. It rocked everybody. Yeah. So yeah, good pick. Good pick. That's your fourth pick. Fourth and the last one. Is that me again? Yeah, it's you again. Alright, so this one's gonna be a bit different and I, yeah, I mean it's if we think about dominance of the game, um Sid, I think you might you might have some thoughts here. Elise Perry, so captain or oh, captain Oof. of the Australian women's cricket team. If we I like that you went sport, told um, you said that about went, Sid because he's Indian. Straight to me because uh, <laughs> I know you. I know you're a fan of cricket. I've heard it on the uh, on the pod. So none of that. None of that here. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, like if Vinny would shake my hand. It'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, first Ashes campaign, she's played eight test matches. Her average is like at 78 or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. score of 213. I mean, arguably, like across all formats as well, takes wickets, scores bulk runs. Um, I don't want to say modern day equivalent Don Bradman, but shit, close to it. The pure dominance that she has on the game is unreal. Like it, it just performance after performance. She's next level and no one can touch her. And then also used to play top-level soccer as well just, Correct. You know, mm. before she committed to cricket full-time. Just the pure athlete aspect be, before you start getting to the records and her stats. And, yeah, there's no one in women's cricket that is even close. I can't think of anyone in history of women's cricket that's come close to what she's achieving. Not women's she's cricket, halfway no. halfway done. No. Halfway there's, done. There's not a lot of people that can play two completely different sports for your country as well. Like, that's, yeah. that's a short list. Ash, Ash Barty yeah. and Elise Perry, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of mine. Um, but yeah, just it's, it's hard to when you cross, you know, go across sports and genders. But like what she's doing, if a bloke was doing that in the game, it would be undisputed king of cricket. So I've got to give it to her. And that's the fifth pick. Good that's pick. an interesting pick. She, she was one of the five players of the last decade. And, and you know, you know, kind of obviously she was the only female um, of those five. So, yeah, it's a good pick. Not a pick that I was expecting to to, to hear today. Yeah, I, th- I was going to go fourth, but I thought maybe I'd just, yeah, just make sure I sneak it in. So That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's up next? It's me, my last pick. So I've got Phelps, Tiger, Rafa and Floyd. I'm going to go with someone again who is actually the goat in their sport and now it's very much undisputed and that's Simone Biles. Oh, good pick. Oh, well done. She's the greatest gymnast that's ever lived. You know, multiple-time gold medalist, uh, the last of the the famous... Oh, who are they called? Anyway, the, the last of the, the great American run that they had... She's the only woman to win three all-round world championships in a row and then cap it off with a four-gold, one-bronze performance at the Rio Olympics. 
groundbreaking, obviously, uh, her background as well. You know, being an African-American gymnast was not something like, like Tiger. It wasn't something that was uh, all that common. But, yeah, Simone Biles, she then turns into America's sweetheart. You know, all-time all time great athlete. So that's my pick, the GOAT, Simone awesome Biles. Pick. Awesome pick. Yeah, that, I did not suspect that one, but great work. Excellent. And is, that, is, is it me, last pick? Um, I... I'm going to pick a little bit left field. Uh, oh, maybe a little bit. Um, I'm taking Derek Jeter. Oh. Uh, in, in the 21st century, uh, you know, won two World Series, uh, but has just, I can't think of anyone in the last 20 years that has had as big of an impact, I guess, for a team. He, some of that was in the 90s, guaranteed, uh, but... I am sticking with it. I can't think of another baseball player off the top of my head. Uh, go on, Cherith. Let me have it. Have what? Like, what do you mean? No, nah, I'm Here not going to smash it. It's like, you know, go on. It's fine. What else? What else you got about uh, Derek Jeter? Why is he great? It's fine. <laughs> uh, all-time, all-time Yankee, World Series MVP, 2000. Sorry, he's I guess he just Yankee. snuck in. Nah, but he's like, not. He's a great player. He's a great player. Good captain. Pick. <laughs> it's not. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to go for Sachin. He was still pretty good in the two thousands. Mm. He was. He was. But I'm. I'm. I'm staying away from it. Yeah. Was Jeter ever the best player in baseball? Oh, you'd think in the early two thousand one through two, like two thousand through like two thousand and three, he was probably. I would say no. Barry Bonds, like I mean, all the drug stuff. Ichiro, there's, Ichiro? there's, there's drug Many stuff. Ramirez? There's some pretty serious <laughs> yeah. drug stuff. His Pedro head grew like nine sizes. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, another, he couldn't fit into his thread. into his hats anymore. Jeter's definitely the one that you want to hang out with, though. I'm, I'm sticking with my pick. He quite famously used to give a uh, the same necklace to um, girls that he dated when he broke up with I, the exact I actually same didn't necklace. know that. That's a great, that's a great fact. Yeah, wow. a, he was a big stick man. <laughs> big stick man. Not a bad boy. He was a stick man. Yeah, definitely. Derek Jeter. All right. Um, so just to wrap up on the draft, Vinny, you had Serena, Cristiano Ronaldo, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, and Elise Perry. Yep. I had Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods, Rafa Nadal, Floyd Mayweather, and Simone Bowles. And Sid, who doesn't doesn't seem to like female sport. Had LeBron right, James. Settle down. <laughs> settle down. Usain Bolt. <laughs> LeBron James, that, Usain I, Bolt. I want that edited out of this episode. <laughs> I'm not. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't finished. LeBron James, Usain Bolt, Lewis Hamilton, Roger Federer, and the stick man, Derek Jeter. <laughs> the great player. Sid, <laughs> very, um, very chauvinistic picks. 
You're such a dick. <laughs> I'm trying to recover from my first half of this podcast. Here we go. <laughs> nice. They're, they're good drafts. I, any Strong notable picks misses? all around. Yeah, I think so. Uh, any no, notables? Maybe as a as a option. Yeah. Leo Messi is obviously Messi? the, yep. the big yeah, one, Leo but we mentioned, we mentioned him. Um, I think that's a, all the other ones on my page have been crossed off. Yeah, like the only other ones I had were um, like there's two, and it's been interesting. Like there's been two greats in a lot of these sports. Um, in ice hockey, you got Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin, mm-hmm. who are both you know all time, all time greats in in their sport. Yeah, other than that, like you got. You know, Valentino Rossi, the cyclist or the, the motorcyclist. You had Chris Froome, who's a, who is a cyclist. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of it that I had. Mm, in with a shout, Mo, Mo Farah, marathon runner. Just a really yeah, Mo Farah athlete. Um, Michael Schumacher at the start of the Schumacher century. Schumacher as well. Yep. Yep. Um, and then and you got some UFC, like John Jones. Yeah, a few uh, fighters there as well. So, yeah. Strong work. Good work, guys. Yeah, good work, guys. So, we are now going to go to Vinny's Deserted Island. Are you ready, Vinny? I love this segment. I absolutely love it. Everyone else, I mean, love hearing everyone else's. It's so good. Vinny, have you also prepared a joke? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is like flashbacks to um, all my first days on the job. Like I don't know what it is about accounting firms, but they just want you to have a joke prepared. Maybe because are you serious? They lack, they um, they lack the you know sort of interpersonal skills, and they need something to remind them that they're not just stuck at a desk all day. That there is life after work, so they make you bring a joke on your first day. So okay, let, let's do you. let's do deserted island, and then tell us your joke. One of the jokes that you told at your oh. at, like one of your interviews. Shocking. Deserted island really. first. I'm not going to say put him out, on the spot you know there, Sid. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. All right, Vinny. Deserted Island, for at least 30 years, you can take one watch that you own. Which one is it? Um, I wrote down the Casio G-Shock DW5500 um, purely for the fact that I need to know what day it is and what year it is. Otherwise, I will literally lose my mind. If I don't mm-hmm. know, if I don't have any concept of date, I'm I'm a goner. So that one is purely for my mental health. Couldn't be any other option. Yeah, I I, I thought you'd take the Pelagos just because I know how how much it means to you and whatnot. And obviously, yeah, it's it would a be perfect. Watch. Would be yeah. perfect for it, but I, I couldn't keep up with counting the years and the months. So I reckon I'd I'd go Troppo. Nice. That will certainly survive, you know, everything that the island will throw, I'm sure, the G-Shock. Is it solar or is it battery? Just out of curiosity, I don't... Um, I think it's I think it's battery, which kind of kills it, but it's nothing... At least I'll be sane for 10 years rather That's fine. Than, That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, a couple months. If it was solar, it'd be perfect, but yeah, let's try not to get stuck in a desert island anytime soon. Good plan. <laughs> well, <laughs> they said you were smart. You now have one watch that you don't own that you can take onto the island. What is it? And what what Vacheron is it? <laughs> All right, so it's the overseas in rose gold perpetual calendar ultra slim with the blue dial. 
So <laughs> just had that loaded there ready go. to go. That was, was amazing. Lit- it's literally right there. I'm looking at my notes and it's right there. So <laughs> Charith, unfortunately, no prizes for guessing that it's a Vacheron, but that's the one I went with. I've never seen anyone with a bigger erection walking through a Vacheron <laughs> than, than Vinny. I uh, wore a couple layers to try to tuck it in, obviously unsuccessful there. Charith, I have a question. How many people have you seen with an erection walking through the Vacheron boutique? <laughs> Not in a... Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the good stuff at the Vacheron boutique like that, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely been... <laughs> yeah, he, he was at full mast. It was going well. All right. Oh, my nice. God. This has gone sideways very quickly. <laughs> Oh, I finished my martini. If anyone's asking, <laughs> you've got three movies you can take onto the island. What are they? All right. So again, um, not taking anything too heavy because I'll be questioning my reality. Um, one of the first episodes, Sid, you mentioned your love for Hot Fuzz. Yes, and that is one of my favorite films. Just love, love what Simon Pegg and um, oh, Nick sorry, Frost, Nick Frost, Nick what they Frost, do together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Hot Fuzz, amazing film. Love Great it. So choice. That one. Great choice. Um, and yeah, last week, old mate snuck on a trilogy. So I, I would love to sneak in the Avengers cinematic universe. No, you can't, that's not possible. You can't that's put like that's not possible. <laughs> just no, just the Avengers ones, just the big three. Uh, if not, if not, I'll um, I'll go no. with Endgame. I think that Stop was just breaking insane. rules. Pick one movie. <laughs> And Avengers Endgame because okay, uh, the culmination of the whole entire universe into one movie was cool. unbelievable. Uh, cool. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So get that one. That and the the portal the portal scene is so rewatchable. Like one like the on your left, mm. you could just watch that over and over again and feel good. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's it's just yeah the way they finished it off. Like they had so much responsibility to make sure that the ending was apt for the whole entire work they put in. Throughout all the series, yep. so yeah, they they absolutely kicked it out of the park. Um, and then again, going lighthearted, white chicks, just to just to make you laugh and not really think about your surroundings. Yeah, classic two thousands. The Wayans Brothers Peak. classic. Peak two thousands. Uh, not going <laughs> to charge that one. So normally, normally Vinny, and you've listened to some of these podcasts, I get canned for. Pretty much everything, but mostly because apparently I have garbage taste in movies. I'm right. glad that uh, Jared sighed audibly at your choice of white chairs. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I was like, oh, I could pick Shawshank. But then that's just another basic nah, bitch move. Charith would Charith would also sigh audibly at that. Exactly. I've, I've made that. I'm not a Shawshanker. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought about Green Mile. I thought about Green Mile, but then I also just thought, oh, I'd have a bit of fun, you know? Yeah. Well... I certainly like the hot fuzz at Hangman Peaks. And you know, white chicks, it'll be it'll be fun. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he can't even hide his disdain. It's like, fuck this shit. Why do I even have him on here? <laughs> it's so offensive. No no, let's let's move on. <laughs> um what's the next question? Oh, you've got one soundtrack or mm-hmm. album that you can take onto the to the island. What is it? Oh, so it's awe. Okay. Um, Not that anyone's been listening to my awes. Everyone's just been like saying (laughs) 10 things. (laughs) Making up their own rules, doing whatever they want. Um, Well, I was going to... The Westworld soundtrack 
Um, I think that's just unreal. Um, when, the way it plays in with the series, I think it's unreal. But if I was going to have to pick one, just the best of Pavarotti, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just to keep, you know, it's. I think it'll be better. It'll keep you sane because you don't really know what he's saying. It's just pure magic coming out of the speakers. So I'm going to lock that in. Wow. You've lost your, your fuckboy status. That's, that's <laughs> deep. I like it. There we go. Our last question is, you got two characters from film or television that you can have on the island with you. Who are they? All right. So the first one's going to be Zorro because who wouldn't want to just pass the days living with a crazy man, Zorro? I think it'd be endless entertainment. Is this Bandera uh, Zorro? You're going to go for Antonio Yeah, Antonio Bandera, Bandera Zorro. Zorro. Yeah, yeah, cool. So that would just be fun. <laughs> so random. That was such a random pick. Yeah, go on. And then the problem is with picking Antonio Banderas is that he might steal your girl and the girl would be Mrs. Smith, Angel- Angelina Jolie in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Because, wow. Yep. Wow. That is, mm. the home that wrecker. is not the two picks that I thought. Yeah, <laughs> the famous home wrecker, Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> well, hmm. You're going to struggle with Banderas though. He's gonna. He's pretty he's charming. Still my girl. Yeah. It's and he's gonna be like owning owning all the trees because he's gonna put him putting seeds <laughs> on all the trees. <laughs> I'll just I'll just keep him masked at all times so then Angelina can't see what he actually looks like and then we'll be all sweet. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's into that, then I'm then I'm fucked. Really, it, it's That's game it. over for everybody. Yeah. Can you imagine Zorro and Mrs. Smith looking at Vinny when he's like, hey, let's watch White Chicks again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, there's hot fuzz coming after this. Don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Good picks, Vinny. That was a a really good deserted island. Thank you. I think the only predictable one was the overseas. Everything else was uh, a big surprise. Even though it was predictable, I'm very okay with it. That's a beautiful watch. Oh yeah, yeah. When I say predictable, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I think it's almost time to start wrapping up. Wait, 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 wait! No, 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 Vinny! I want your joke. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Jesus, <laughs> Jareth just like not on board at all. <laughs> but what? Hey, you are like you. You do remind me of those types in in management. They just they won't let you go. They need to hear something from you. Um. So in my latest latest one, I said that I was always destined, always destined to be an accountant because my favorite Sesame Street character was Count Dracula, and um, I got a smile and a giggle, and then I quickly moved on with it because, yeah, I'm not entirely it's very certain much fun. that's a joke. That's just a random fact. <laughs> well, they they ask they ask you to introduce yourself. You're like. You know, your first day on the job, introduce yourself and tell us a joke. Right. And then you, tr- you try and get two birds with one stone to get it over and done with yeah, ASAP. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, the, the other guy who started on the same day as me told a joke and it was no one started laughing. So he started playing crickets out of his phone speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and he that was such a power move. And I thought, wow, that's pretty good because it's like you, you win if people laugh at your joke and then you win because people laugh at the crickets. But then he got shit for the rest of the time he worked there. So it turned out not to be such a smart move. <laughs> I will accept that answer. 
good work, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> None of that in the in the doctor's uh, doctor sphere. No, nah, they usually don't say, "Tell me a joke." <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> they're usually just like, "What would you do if this person was bleeding out or something?" So it's, yeah, it's slightly more, more, more important stuff. It's marginally more serious. <laughs> Charith, no, well, nothing, no, no jokes, nothing. I don't have a joke. Um, no, I don't. No, that's okay because <laughs> you, you don't have, have to have, have a joke. <laughs> that's all right. Well, no, we started it last week, but uh, but that we didn't plan it. Glenn just told Ooh. a joke. Glenn just told a joke, which was a good joke. <sighs> but we can't just he he willingly just came out with a joke. We can't just. Be like, <laughs> That's okay. Vinny, Vinny, I think you've done admirably. I didn't tell Vinny, That's hey, right. man, come come with a joke as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't in the email, but that's okay. That's all, that's right. all right. So now we definitely will um, wrap it up and go into some Instagram recommendations. Vinny, we'll start off with you. All right, so going with another predictable thing here is uh the account is going to be dr.vc8 so dr.vc8 and has the most yeah thoughtful and informative insight to vacheron and i thought because we caught up at the uh at the vc event i thought i'd um suggest this guy and super easy to talk to and yeah just fantastic pieces what's not to nice yeah these are really nice yeah awesome only 904 followers, but should have like 10 times that amount. Just, yeah. Let's Dr. get it there. VC8. Yeah. Awesome. And Sid, yourself? Cool. Uh, mine for this week is Celine Lyon, one word, S-E-L-E-N-E-L-I-O-N. It's a guy called Brad um, Johnson, who I met a long time ago in sort of the watch community. Does a lot of the... Um, the entry-level stuff, Seikos and, and G-Shocks and that kind of thing, but really good photographer um, is into into sort of vinyl music and that sort of stuff as well. So shout out, Brad. Yeah, awesome photos. Awesome. Mine is Kicks and Watches. So it's K-I-C-K-Z underscore and underscore watches. Just a really cool dude based out in, in Melbourne. He's really into Jordan's Rolexes and and jiu-jitsu and boxing. And so he's, he's just like just a he's kind of one of our one of our kind of guys, right? He's just a nice dude. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he has some some awesome motorbikes, some really cool watches, and some cool sneakers as well. So yeah, good dude. Yeah, that is a saucy Ducati. Ooh. Yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. Vinny. Where can people find you? I'm sure they already kind of know, but where can they find you on the socials? My Instagram is at tellyourtime, um, spelt as it sounds, and yeah, I think, yeah, Facebook and all that, same thing. So, tell your time. Absolutely. Benny's nice. got some really cool products as well that you can find on there as well, some all sorts of accessories. Uh, so, yeah, highly recommend them. Sid, yourself? Uh, I'm at sid.pad, S-I-D-D-D-P-A-D. I don't sell fun things, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sid's got some fuckboy photos. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at my latest stories. (laughs) Screenshot, screenshot. Or do. 
Uh, and I'm at Charit, sir. But, of course, don't hesitate to get in touch with anybody at Fifth Wrist. We'd love to get more people on the Slack group. There's there's probably like, what is there, like nine or ten different threads going on at the moment, all sorts of stuff, so really tailored to the conversation, which is really, really good. Otherwise, follow Fifth Wrist on Instagram and check out all the uh, the podcasts like review and subscribe we'd love for people to review the podcast five stars of course next week on popcorn we are doing christmas it is the christmas episode uh yes. we are bringing That's back gonna be so good uh it's gonna be good we're bringing back the overlord he's been away from popcorn for a few weeks he's coming back he's gonna come with a vengeance because he's been giving us every episode he's been telling us this pick was garbage. This pick was shit. This opinion <laughs> was trash. So uh, Alex is coming back on for the episode next week to no doubt debate whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. And yeah, it'll be a hit. Surely fun. he's just going to grinch out as far as Christmas is concerned. I think he's going to pick some strange things because I don't know if he <laughs> likes that much happiness in a movie. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if he wa- <laughs> I don't know if he wants the little boy to get his present at the end of the day. So uh, we'll at see. At the end of jingle there. all the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just make sure you, you get get involved with Fifth Wrist, and of course, make sure that you guys always stay on time. Yeah.